0: You're listening to Squawking Dead with Dave and Carol. Hello. And, uh... We've basically started this podcast out of love for Walking Dead. I've been watching it for quite a while. And Carol just recently got into it within what the last year or so.
1: I would say I started binge watching it at probably season four, I want to say, like maybe halfway through it. We're at season eight now, but I'm all cut up.
0: Yeah. And it feels like season four was a billion years ago, you know, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah as I was, it, I was it, going it, through it, notes.
1: It, yeah, no. And lately with like the Marathon say show on like AMC, it like blows my mind when I see some of the stuff from like season four, season three.
0: I was, when I start, first started watching Walking Dead, it was kind of a weird story. We were all huddled in my apartment. It was like Superstorm Sandy. And it was like me, a pair of couch servers, my one of my friends from the neighborhood. And, you know, you know, I live in Greenpoint. And I think I had like another couch server. So like six people in an apartment and the only place with hot water, electricity, cable, internet, you know, out of all of New York City. Like everybody had some, maybe not all. So Greenpoint, you know?
1: Greenpoint was like the mecca. It was the best
0: hotel ever so and and we showed free walking dead and it was weird because one of my friends julie she was like oh i don't know if i'm gonna like this and then you know you know my two brazilian couch surfers were like oh yeah hell yeah because you know brazilians are they love death and they live in sao paulo so they're kind of used, forgot, to, the they're used to.
1: i was gonna say they're used to it then <laughs>
0: they used to like murder and stuff like oh this is kind of tame yeah this is going much. too slowly <laughs> this
1: is pretty tame by what we're used to No, this yeah, the carjackings
0: bad. happen faster
1: yeah exactly so well, disrespect
0: yeah no no dissing because now they're (laughs) married um and i love them but let's keep it real here come on yeah
1: yeah pretty much (laughs) let's
0: offend everybody so yeah, it was all of us. We'd watched um, like basically four episodes in a row and into like two in the morning. And I had worked the next day, believe it or not, you know, working from home. You know? oh. So imagine like six people in a, in a huddled apartment. And then I have to wake up the next day for work while everybody else is staying here. But like not doing anything because nobody can do anything.
1: Yeah, other um, than you. Yeah,
0: until the third day when they opened like free bus service into Manhattan. They're like, I think I better leave just to get some air. <laughs> At
1: that point, people started looking like The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Especially me, after while. A while um but yeah tell me tell me where you were you know how you got into it
1: my sister-in-law and her husband are actually super into it before we were and we went down to visit them one time down in miami and my husband and his brother-in-law can't hang at all like i mean we had all the intentions of like okay we're gonna sit and we're gonna watch this starting from season one and we sat we set it up both of them passed out i don't know if it was like maybe two hours into whatever. They're like, oh, you know, we're kind of tired. You know, can we watch it later, whatever. Me and my sister-in-law were like, nope, we're gonna, you know, keep watching it. Cause this is, cause we got out through season one, actually, and then we were on season two, which was the whole Sophia was missing thing. And so it kind of drew us in. And so we wanted to stay and like watch this thing. It's like, no, you know, we want to watch some more. And I think like the moment that we got hooked was like that last episode when Sophia came out of the barn. (laughs) Me and and her just kind of sat there like, ah. (laughs)
0: and now i'm actually trying to remember like was that i I keep forgetting if we saw sophia before or after shane was killed it's like it's like boggling my mind actually it was it was it was before right if i'm not mistaken yeah 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 because that that's when she came out and then there was a whole like i don't know if it was a whole season where it led up to Shane, the death of Shane.
1: yeah i feel like there was like a whole season leading up to it and there was i forget how many episodes where it was just them trying to find her you know, trying to find Sophia, you know? Oh yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. They still didn't know that she was in the barn even though they no, were because know, like, they, they were yeah, knocking around in there. They
1: were knocking around. They had like all these walkers that were like in the barn. They didn't realize until Shane was basically like no, we're not going to house these walkers. We're going to just shoot
0: them up, you know? Yeah, they're like,
1: that they I'm opening it up! You know, like that. <laughs> Full shame.
0: <laughs> just take a look at where they are now and where they were back then. They had to hide out in a farm to avoid walkers at all costs.
1: Yeah. And
0: yet, Fear the Walking Dead, for some reason, they kind of just went into it. Yeah. They don't really hide from walkers at that point. Like, Fear the Walking Dead doesn't even hide. And that was, like, kind of pre-slash-during-the-beginning-slash-a-little-bit-into-the-walking-dead. You know, and they're just kind of confronting them left and right, No fear, literally. It is true.
1: Like now they're just definitely way more. It's it's become, not that it's like become like a nuisance because it's always like that clear and present danger that's always there. But I think it's sort of, you know the ongoing kind of story like well what's the real danger is a man or is a monster that sort of thing so now they kind of figured out how to you know deal with like zombies for the most part or with walkers for the most part so there isn't that sort of like we have to run and hide from them the way they were where it's like okay we're gonna hide out in the CDC all right now we're gonna go hide out in the farm okay now we're gonna go hide out in the prison
0: and like avoiding them at all costs you know barely killing them that sort of thing and I think that's that's the interesting thing like I don't think it was until the prison maybe like during the during the time when they were in prison that's when it started to dawn on me like and yeah maybe i'm a slow thinker but like that's when it started to dawn on me who were really the walking dead you know because like you're watching it, you're like okay zombies zombies you know it's the walking dead they're all over they're avoiding them by the time the prison comes around they're really you know they're killing prisoners to kind of get into cells and blah blah and then you're like oh the yeah. walking dead is keeper. like yeah
1: you know, <laughs> yes <yellow laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: um, so but, yeah
1: but that's basically what it was it was like that i feel like that season Luminous. season three was basically when it kind of pivoted and it was like, okay, this isn't just, you know, a zombie show, you know, it's more than just that. You know, this is this is more about, you know, man's instinct to survive at all costs and, you know, the nature of humans and all of that sort of stuff. Honestly, I still have like a little... I always think that there's a little bit of like, there's always that little <laughs> thought in my head. Like, is this just one big commentary on religion? That always pops into my oh, head. I always yeah, think because... that there's some sort of like, I don't know. Like, they make a lot of biblical references sometimes that I'm like... I don't know. Is this just one big parable? Is this one big I don't know. Well that's know. interesting because
0: if you if you remember there was that episode, um I think it was four walls and a door or something. Yes. What they yes. had in the church. Yes, and-
1: that is exactly what I was thinking of. Are you thinking about like the passage that they had over the doorway when the walkers are going through and there's and it literally says, He who drinks my blood shall have everlasting life <laughs> Which is, which is, you know, Walker's, so I'm like, okay, is this this one big commentary on religion? Is this what it's all about? Maybe I
0: I think that Kirkman has a really just, it's just hilarious dark sense of humor. That's, that's my opinion, because like, I mean, if you just look at all the dialogue from that episode, but like in all episodes, it's kind of like, why would anybody believe in God um, in the apocalypse? Like, and then Gabriel's that foil, you know, Father Gabriel is the foil for that idea. Like, oh my God, what what an idiot. You know yeah. what a goddamn idiot and yeah. we all say it we say it every single time we see him and every time he does something I, I've gotten over. It. It's kind of like I've gotten over Trump in a way like right. I'm like Okay, I'm a little
1: over the you know, I've, ex- I've accepted the limitations that is father Gabriel Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you get me. Okay, good.
1: Yeah. No, I completely understand yeah. Dark son of a bitch. Yeah weirdo <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So let's let's see. Okay, so what I think I really want to start doing is getting getting to the meat of the show, which is really, you could either look at the show as kind of like a, a post-show kind of show or like a pre-show to the next show. And I mean, because obviously we're going to speculate a lot along the way. I mean, we don't have the stars of the show on the show. So, I mean, all we can really rely on is us and our brains. And, and our uh, own,
1: yes, exactly. Our yeah. deep knowledge.
0: Our, and insight. Our, yeah, our deep, your, our, your deep knowledge and my frail memory combined will make a hilarious show. Um, I
1: will say that I do try to, like because I've read the comics, so oh, I try okay. very hard to kind of separate that out because sometimes they do deviate from it. And they have, you know. So it's not necessarily like I think. I think the comics serve to give you an idea overall direction of where it's going, but they definitely take some turns. Yeah, for sure. I've
0: taken pains to not actually read the comic because in my mind, you know, I'd rather I'd rather see the show, you know, watch the show, and then afterwards I can go back to the comics and say, oh, okay, you know, and then I can see all Mm -hmm. the like kind of the to me the comics would be like the behind the scenes, you know, or the uh, you know sketchboards, literal sketchboards of the show, you know, how the sausage was made. Basically, you're getting the McDonald's version of it. on, the, on the, I, I, can't, I wish I didn't say that because
1: now I'm kind of disparaging I, the show. But
0: I'm kind of like, I, it's I, the fast food now kind of thing. It's that satisfying feeling, you know, In 40 minutes or less.
1: My, don't underestimate McDonald's. Those are actually really, really good burgers, personally, to me. I'm sorry. I know that's horrible, but you know, there's something about, like, the smash patty that I love. I mean, there's, it,
0: like, everything there. Everybody has a favorite from McDonald's. It's like, a, like sometimes it's the chicken nuggets, sometimes it's the, the Filet-O-Fish sometimes it's kind of (laughs) like oh no it doesn't taste like fish but it's just that (laughs) that deep fried something yeah exactly
1: deep fried something
0: (laughs) if you could deep fry a fish long enough that's what it tastes like you know and then cheese and then tartar sauce actually it's more tartar sauce than anything else but anyway (laughs) what the walking dead it's Instant yes. Donald's.
1: Instant, Donald. Perfect. Instant Donald's. Perfect.
0: McDonald's. Whereas the comics is kind of like a Five Napkin Burger. I don't know. Anyway, nobody knows what Five Napkin Burger is. Never mind. Or, uh, or like Shake Shack. Okay, Shake go. Shack. There you go. Where you have to pick it apart and be like, <laughs> you want to go to Shake Shack all the time. But like in your head, you're kind of like, maybe. Like I'd feel more justified going to McDonald's than Shake Shack. Right. I'd be like, eh, you know, it doesn't hit my wallet so much. There's no ceremony to McDonald's. Right. Like with Shake Shack, it's kind of like, oh yeah, we can have some Shake Shack. McDonald's like, no big deal. I'm hungry. It's let's a, do this
1: right it's a production Walking Dead. Shack. that's exactly it just give it to me direct yeah exactly no
0: affair you know people will get mad at you if, if you don't take them to mcdonald's but they will get mad at you. hey why don't you invite me to shake shack you know, that Ex- sort of thing exactly
1: exactly it's an ordeal exactly. it's,
0: it's an ordeal, so, it's an ordeal.
1: It's and no that's ordeal. why i don't
0: read the comic
1: i you know what i i get that i get that and i respect it <laughs> okay Thanks
0: <laughs> Thanks for approving my analogy So what we're going to do is we're going to break down uh, Season 8, Episode 1 And, well, I don't want to start with the flashbacks right away And there's a reason for that Because, obviously, the flashbacks are going to be the linchpin to the, uh, what I think is where the season's going to go mm-hmm. But I kind of want to just pick on the little things, you know, along yes. the way So, yeah. I don't know, I'm sure you have notes You're like the Yvette, Yvette Nicole Brown of this <laughs> show, probably That's how you come off to me in life So I'm assuming so much right now, I could be dead wrong
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I you know, after that build-up. Yeah, pressure? <laughs> yes, not much, no pressure. No, I mean, I think it's interesting, that the overall themes of the show, because to me, it's like you said, there's the flashbacks that are kind of like its own kind of entity because to me though there were various timelines that they were kind of throwing out there and they kept kind of jumping into and and all of that because it was like the present day there was one scene where he's all red-eyed that I take it to be somewhere during the midst of this war not over not present day but sometime in the near future and then obviously like a flash you know forwards. It seems like there's a lot of this emphasis on like time because there was like the timing of all the explosives, the timing of these walkers. Like I mean they had this this plan very very detailed out. I mean there were very very detailed components to like their plan and it all was very synchronized and timed and Dwight clearly was involved in terms of like you could tell that he between him and Daryl with the notes no more carrier pigeons in the apocalypse, huh? Yeah, I noticed birds. that. I thought about that when I saw that. I was like, I guess it's carrier pigeons, birds. I was like, I haven't really seen much birds. All, yeah, when so did I we I see?
0: I forget when did we see carrier pigeons uh, for the first time, or did we ever see carrier pigeons? I, I'm not like I'm like not remembering. I feel like when you said this, I'm like, oh yeah, of course, carrier oh, pigeons.
1: Well, the, well, you know what? The um, was a the kingdom they have? They have like pigs. They were like. Harvesting pigs For that's the right. saviors So oh, they are, and, there are Animals out Oh there. those
0: were the And If you remember Those pigs were eating On zombie flesh So yes. we still never See here's the thing Like you ever You ever notice on a show How they'll do something Something will happen And you don't hear About it again And then all of a sudden A season and a half later It kind of comes up again Oh yeah you know, I, I feel mean, like that's yeah. One of those things Where the You know they fed The pig zombie parts And stuff And zombie flesh And they kept I... Selling it to Negan Like the The whole Negan The Oh yeah now, What are well, they called they... <laughs> The savior well, right
1: yeah and they kind of made a reference to it too and they were like oh yeah they're nice and full for you and all that but i'm still yeah. waiting... on, the sh-
0: on the same ep- episode though but we never hear about it again
1: no no i'm still waiting for heath and um what's his name dwight's woman sherry to reappear people just don't disappear on this show <laughs> What doesn't happen heath? On... was, was heath, heath the dude that um tara? the one that was with tara on the mission and they got separated on the bridge oh yeah oh but i don't think he's coming back do you but they but they left a note card she found a note card note card that said like pp or whatever so then that that has to mean that that's gonna come up somewhere i don't know when but it's coming up i think
0: see that's like another thing we have kind of forgot about if you think about it really yeah like really think about it it's like oh crap did we forget this much because i don't think like i don't even think talking dead really kind of brought that up i mean i think there was an assumption that he was not coming back but
1: but then the thing is that with that note card they said that only robert kirkman knows what it means because of course he's like the holder of all this information (laughs) he's like the safe that holds all this information whatever it Uh means And maybe he's
0: one of those characters, kind of like the like that comes out from out of nowhere and sees how far they've changed. We've seen this like every now and again. Like, dude, you guys are weird. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, why are you so aggressive or whatever? Something like that. But yeah, that could be one of those things.
1: It could be. um, It seems like with you know, Dwight is their point person to the inside, and I got the impression that Dwight basically is the one that kind of has fed them some of this recon, uh, recon information in terms of the lookouts and the points that they. Need to kind of start eliminating in order to kind of get all of this in place because the whole episode it's almost like you're seeing uh, the, this pre-planning that's going on you've got Carol, Morgan, and uh, Kara They're all, and Daryl off yeah. on their other mission which is just basically like to lead this herd which by the way they did the same thing not leading a herd but kind of they let a herd in the premiere of season 6 when they like had the quarry yeah. with the herd and all of that.
0: I'm just thinking about all the timing and you're right like it's they must have been planning it so long that they had this you know down pat. So like this is kind of more of like a time lapse when when we look at Tara. Like okay, they've been doing this for a while. Yep, same as usual. Mm-hmm. You know this about this time, right?
1: Because they had it like she was able to count down and she was yeah. off by like a set, you know, a couple of seconds or so. But it was pretty pretty accurate, all things considered.
0: You you have to kind of reset your clock for atomic. So <laughs> yeah. the walkers yeah. have more accurate time than humans, basically. Yeah, Reliable. exactly.
1: So yeah. there was so there was that, and then we have scenes where we see Rick and Carl. Well, first we see Carl at the gas station basically kind of like searching or for something now this was one of those things that was an exact replica from season one one like, yeah the
0: first episode the right first
1: episode and by the way oh well going back to the scene so he's going through and then you hear like the voice of this guy which right you don't necessarily know who it is at first i think all you see is his legs you know at a certain point, and he's talking about how he hasn't eaten and how somebody threw a microwave at him this and, body uh, voice, yeah, yeah exactly and how his mother always said um you know to give what you have to the traveler and you know uh, and the the line comes up with mercy about um let your mercy your what is it your mercy may my mercy, mercy, prevail, mercy prevail over my wrath my right yeah. i think at that point is when rick shows up and fires up and scares you know the guy away you know carl kind of you know comes down on him about that uh, i mean right now rick is basically just focused so he's not this this isn't the kind of rick previously that sort of because remember back in the day they used to ask people questions you know how many how many walkers have you killed how many people have you killed like now it's sort of like no we can't trust can't trust that they could be you know this is exactly what he says he's like he could be one of them can't risk it yeah
0: i mean i the, actually it, actually wrote that down like whatever happened to two questions and stuff like that how do you feel about where okay look they're obviously where they're at right now in terms of the saviors you know you know maybe we can chalk this up to survival mode you know and maybe that's just the sum total of terminus you know saviors the what were the wild uh, dudes with the w's i forget oh uh, the
1: wolves the wolves the wolves yeah. is that what
0: they're called you know losing that little annoying kid sam and <laughs> <laughs> And and the next door neighbor girl who is incredibly hot. Um yes. you Why? Know, okay. We'll never know. Rick tearing the ear off of the uh, biker yeah. dudes. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of been through a lot. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's excused, but at the same time, like in the back of my head, yeah, And I think this is what, kind of what Carl and him go through. Like Carl, at one point, had been more like, if you, okay, it's funny because we re- we mentioned the farm. Mm-hmm. If you remember, Carl was really into like you know Shane and Carl, or basically you know yeah. Shane was training Carl to shoot a gun, and Rick was you know had this concert effort to kind of keep him grounded and, and you know if right. you're gonna do it you know, educate yourself and treat it with respect blah blah, blah. Yeah. you know and Carl like up until now even was kind of to a certain degree kind of reckless until he kind of fell into uh, like our leadership role we really yeah. had a hard time with Carl probably until his eye got shot out just yeah. before maybe yeah. um, <laughs> which is interesting I'm gonna go mythology here but like uh, Odin basically yeah. giving his eye up to gain wisdom kind of thing
1: yeah but I think so I think that that was a turning point for him where he kind of grounded became more grounded and rather than being so reckless i mean he has no other choice i mean i think that he's very you know very very conscious of the fact that you know he's and i mean he's not he's he's not a whole he's he's not what he used to be you know i think that he had that young arrogant cockiness and you know in that moment that was that was all gone (laughs) Yeah,
0: when a kid or a th- when anybody sees how much they can possibly lose, and then it, there's a tangible effect. Can't get your eye back. I mean, nope. especially after apocalypse. So yeah, yeah, maybe it's yeah, it's just that you know you, you know the cost. And but that what, what's interesting about that is one of the few things I know from the comic is that Rick loses his hand, right? And- <laughs> And it's funny how, I don't know how the comic book goes, but like, let's imagine for a minute that Carl loses his eye, Rick Rick loses his hand, and yet Carl, for some reason, kind of reigns or tries to reign reign Rick in. And yet Rick has lost his hand, still goes on being his jerk or whatever, you know, being himself, being the survival survivalist. But I think it's kind of interesting and I don't know what to make of that so far. Like, okay, just put it this way. Season eight, episode one, for the first, I'm just going to say maybe 15 minutes to 20 minutes, heart palpitations. Like even this part worried me you know, tremendously yeah that where the direction of where the show was gonna go you know yes so-
1: it, it was and I honestly I was very surprised I mean I expected it to go I I did expect that okay we're going to start off strong It's the 100th episode and we are this war is officially kicked off so we're going to completely get into it but I was very surprised to see the flashes of different times I was very surprised like the intensity and like the just kind of constant constant movement. There was very little like lag time. There was constantly things going on, even if it was like planning, but there was
0: like an ADHD's dream. Like, you know, a person with ADHD would really dig this show. Well, you know, shiny, 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 shiny. It's all relevant. Yeah. (laughs) All relevant. No filler. I feel like like I'm watching Lost now, actually, which is (laughs) kind of weird to say. If you really think about it, there's the present, there's the, there's the future. And then there's a future future. So, (sighs) you know, I feel like I'm (sighs) in the last episode of Lost, basically. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about The Flash. Forwards in a minute, but like, but it does kind of bring up the idea of what I wrote down was the sig- significance of tomorrow. There'd been so much planning going into it, down to times, down to accuracy, you know, explosions. But the one thing that really signified to me that this is way beyond this, this goes way beyond a simple plan, the, the better thought out plans. Like, most people think of a plan, you know, to attack. What really, really got me was that Maggie saying that I'll be there at least for the first part, you mean like the first trimester, kind of, you know, in yeah. a way, and him saying when this is all over. Over, you know, you're going to be He's the one leading, yeah. which makes me wonder. This plan is is really elaborate. Yes, you know, this plan yeah. is going to be. It's more of like what happens in the long term. It seems to me, right. You know, with, if we're talking trimesters, we're talking months. Yeah, and we're talking maybe up to six months at the very least. Yeah. So it makes and- me wonder what they're going to, you know, what the not really what they're going to do as much. It really gives us enough time, hopefully, throughout the season to figure out. I'm hoping they give us enough episodes the season and not not a huge ass break to actually really explain that, to, to really go into that and like they've really kind of mapped out the idea that this this season could take a while.
1: I think so, and honestly and I, I kind of anticipated it going into the season. I wasn't sure if they would drag it out to like the first half of the season, to the mid season finale, or are they going to because I mean not spoil anything in the comics or anything like that, but it is a war. So as a war you have battles. You have some battles that go well and some that don't necessarily go as well as planned. So potentially, you know, you could stretch it out, you know, over the course of a season. Maybe intermix it in there with, like, I don't know, Negan backstory. Because, I mean, we've got... We've gotten backstory on the governor. We've gotten backstory on Morgan. got time, Oregon. too. And I mean, we have time. And I think it would make him a more compelling character because my only issue with Negan is that I think that he needs some further development in terms to understand how in the world did this dude get here? <laughs> His right. He's obviously power. power.
0: There's obviously something to him. Right. 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 Yeah. But for all intents and purposes, he knows what he's doing and he knows how to do it. But right. how did he get to this point? It makes you wonder how how he became so, so organized. Yeah, what you'd said right now about the governor is exactly what... What, either we need or 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 maybe we don't need it i'm, I'm not sure because it's like if they do it if they do go into a backstory they're kind of repeating a formula True. which they try not to do you know they right. try not to make their characters repeating so that right. would be interesting that'd be, be interesting to find out i yeah. think i think what we may end up with is more of a what's going to happen you know what's gonna happen to this character is this character gonna continue being this kind of like kind of like a two-dimensional character almost because his right. his reactions right. and his lines are almost yeah. like like we've almost got him to to the point of predictability. Like in the beginning of the right. of the seasons, he was unpredictable. The limits of his uh, brutality, right? We're like, we're we just didn't know what he was going to do next. Right. But throughout the season, we we're kind of like we were seeing him. You know, we're seeing that how he gets people to get him on his side, sort of thing. I don't know if this is a trick or anything. Like how they how if Kirkman and, and company are or kind of like playing with our heads. You know, we don't see him be that brutal. Okay, there's the iron to the face, but we weren't seeing the terrifying stuff that we the thing that we saw like in the beginning in the beginning of the either the last season or the season beforehand I believe. Right. I he think just, it's going to be like all of those things and then coming together somehow, swirling together to the point where we kind of maybe understand the motivations yeah, and why he's so I desperate think, to be who he is.
1: Yeah, and maybe it's not necessarily in the form of backstory, but somehow, because I think that he could use a little bit of further development. Because right now, I think that a lot of the complaint that people have is that he's almost kind of like a caricature of himself. Right, exactly.
0: His, his, two, his one-liners. Yeah. And
1: part of it, honestly, I blame comic book purists for that, because a lot of the lines that he says are word for word for what's in the comic. However, in the mm. comic, it works because it needs to jump out of the page. It has to in order to... It is it a
0: back. caricature.
1: <laughs> but on the television show, it just comes across as maybe a little campy or, or just... Right yeah over the top because it's just not the same medium it just doesn't work the same way it doesn't translate the same way so right. there needs to that has to be considered but you know obviously there are people that are like no it has to be word for word for how it is it's like well no huh. <laughs> doesn't have to be word for word and that's funny.
0: that's kind of like why i don't read the comic too because right what i like about the show is is how not necessarily how dark it gets but how okay i can relate to this because that's a very human reaction quality you know emotion it's 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 rough and it really gets you you know how i've read comics like that that's true but i feel like comics have to in some way sensationalize panels obviously with visuals but you know obviously also sensationalize and kind of grab you with words in order to get taken Effect, you know, right. so I think a lot of things can be more understated, you know, with, with looks and stuff like that in a TV show where it's there's motion, there's expression, there's you know, a lot of things going on that doesn't have to be said, and I mean that's kind of basically what I'm saying is like the, the two-dimensional bit, like okay, it's gonna get old, and when he does something insane, it's gonna feel almost inauthentic. It's either gonna be a backstory or it's gonna be like a peek into it's funny. When I, as I was watching this episode, I feel like they were mapping out the season in subtle ways just in yes. the first episode. and maybe one of those things was the way Negan came out oh uh, and I'll give you a funny one when I was uh when I was watching the show they said something about uh I gotta I gotta get this word for word almost uh but they said something about the word the world getting bigger you know yes yes. and and I don't know about you but that to me was the was the signal that fear of the walking dead was gonna do the crossover that to me was a nod to that like a little a little insider's nod to the idea that they're gonna join up
1: that's a whole other Beast that I need to wrap my head around. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is a whole other animal. I need to wrap my head around. But I kind of yeah. like that little nod, I, and that's that's how I regarded that. Yeah, no, I I completely see that, and I think well, I think part of it also came from for me was that when they first captured Jesus back in what was that season six? I think it was. When By the way, just
0: Jesus- anytime any anything anybody says anything just and says Jesus, my mind <laughs> thinks uh, Jesus, the Christian Lord and Savior, kind of. Thing. <laughs> so if I laugh funny, anytime you say, you know, so we were talking about Jesus and I'm like, I just, I, my mind is going to just go there and yours is too. Now it, I hope. Yeah.
1: So. N- no, it does. It's like, automatically, so they captured Jesus. So they captured Jesus, you know, back in season six, you right, know, right. but I remember, you know, the, the, the whole scuffle between, you know, Rick, Daryl and Jesus, and eventually them capturing Jesus and bringing them, bringing him back to, you know, Alexandria tied up and, He somehow miraculously, you know, as Jesus does, got his way out of his his ties that bind him. I think that he, he said to him, I think he mentioned in that episode when they kind of questioned, like, who are you and where are you coming from or whatever you know, are you part of a community? I think he might've said, your world's about to get a lot bigger. And I think that that yes. was, I think that that was kind of part of it too.
0: Yeah. yeah, yes, yes. That is a good point. Yeah, I mean, just that, and that led to the hilltop, that led to um, the kingdom. Yeah. Oh man.
1: Yeah. It's all Jesus. The wolves. <laughs> the wolves. Ugh. Yeah, I, I think I was listening to something that somebody was saying, like, this cast is enormous right now, which it is.
0: It's true. And, but you know what? You know what's interesting? In the, and, and this kind of brings it back to the, the pigs and um PP. <laughs> yeah. The wolves. So we know that guy escaped, and we know that a lot of them are dead. However, I'm wondering if they will, in some way, play a part in any of this. Because if you think about it, I feel like it was that that whole arc was kind of like we tamed a wolf and we sent him back to the pack. And- Right. Maybe there is some right. good that came out of it. There's some humanity. Never you know? know. And so so I'm wondering if that will make a comeback in some positive, weird way, you know?
1: Well, well we know the garbage people are still out there.
0: <laughs> garbage people. What's your feeling about them? Because honestly... I have,
1: I, 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 just have a hard time understanding. I mean, I wouldn't have such an issue with the garbage people as a community. It's just the language, the way they talk that I just don't quite understand. Because I would be totally down with the fact if they had their own language you know like their own kind of secret code that was some sort of mixture of different languages that only they knew so they knew that that was part of their community right and for their purposes be, right like the bells in that other camp right like with the, the ocean, ocean side whatever they're like, called yeah yeah then i get it but it's just sort of like me go now like i don't right. know like, how useful is that i don't it's just weird but it was <laughs> it's just weird
0: like but it was, humanity it, hasn't descended the point where we've lost common language you know
1: well it, it was really funny i read an article one time where somebody said well it's a good thing to know that the human the english language has a shelf life of like three years <laughs> <Before> <laughs> <completely> <laughs> <dirty>.
0: oh <laughs> uh, my god and, and and you know it would be one thing if one of them was kind of mentally challenged but like a whole they all do they like, all, all talk of them the are, are mentally challenged <laughs> Okay, I'm going to hell.
1: I'm sorry, but no, I just but needed it's to just, make a point there. Like it, It's just bizarre. It just is is bizarre. The only thing I can figure is that one person got it in their head to be that way and then it's just like, "No, everybody has to talk this way." Yeah, we That's better, what happened. That's what yeah, happened. We better in we
0: better talk like this or else, you know, she's going to bring out the knives, you know, or right. we'll have to have sex with her again or something. Yeah. Like you can only have so much sex and then it's kind of like, eh, "I'm either over it or I'm
1: really tired." And they all have space-age names like Gene and uh right. but it tamiel like just i don't i don't understand i i haven't figured out the garbage people <laughs> yeah. at all i kind of don't problem. even want to
0: in, in a weird way like there's a part of me that's kind of like okay is there's a story there but do i really want to know what it is i
1: don't know I don't know Matthews. what the, what their whole place is and all this because they're one of those like, wild cards that they just threw in there because like, there's no such thing as this in the comics. So I don't know what the point of these people are. No clue. <laughs>
0: wait, so wait, hold on a second. You said there's there's no mention of them in, in the comics? No,
1: no. This, oh, is this is a completely made-for-TV group, so I don't know what their oh. role is at all.
0: That's even more interesting to me because they look like they would be something. Yeah. See, in a comic book, this stuff would kind of make sense. We would cool. kind of excuse it because it's a yeah. comic book. Yep, exactly. There's a level of unrealistic expectations that we accept. Whereas on a TV show where we're exploring heavy emotions... No. We just don't let that slide. No.
1: They look very much like a comic comic book kind of group, but they're not. So... I don't know what their purpose is other than to play spoiler or to just basically you know they can pivot them however they want and kind of use them however they want. I mean Daryl's not in the comics so Daryl's always a wild card. I mean Oh really? Okay I didn't yeah. know that No. Daryl wasn't oh. supposed to live this long but <laughs> he just became such a fan favorite that they were like well keep him around yeah. Yeah, Not only that to
0: become so such a pivotal character you know.
1: Right exactly So they can I mean, kind of do whatever they want with them really. Yeah.
0: I mean look how long it took for them to kill Glenn to fake yes. kill glenn then to kind of kill then they really killed glenn right you know and and in the way i think if i'm not mistaken in the way that kind they of the it. way that he was supposed to go out i think he was supposed to go out with a baseball bat anyway i think it was his yes. own if i'm not mistaken this is it what was, i heard
1: it, it i mean the way it happened in, in the premiere was the way that it happened in the comic book the only difference i would say is that abraham was not I I think in the show, like, you kind of got thrown off because obviously he kills Abraham first. And you kind of think, okay, it's over. (laughs) Right, right. You know, you don't necessarily expect that somebody else is going to be killed. And then, you know, it doesn't, it kind of throws you off for when Glenn is killed. But, and that doesn't happen in the comic. In the comic, it's one person is made an example, and that's Glenn. Abraham is already dead by that point. So, but from, from another, you know, situation, not from like this particular instance. So... Well,
0: they wrapped that up neatly. (laughs) They did
1: wrap that up very neatly. But I am glad because this is one of the things that you see in the episode, like when they show these different scenes, you see Rick at the grave sites. So I like the fact that Glenn and Abraham's deaths are still very, very much a motivating force and factor in this. It's not like, yeah, they died. Well, yeah, that sucks. Now we gotta (laughs) keep (laughs) moving. Right? (laughs) That's for dinner. Now we gotta keep moving you know, it's like Tuesday. What? Right. You know, so I'm, I'm glad that it's like, no, you know, this happened. This is a big deal. This is the whole crutch of what we're doing here. So, you know, I'm glad that they still kind of are like, yep, it's still, and it's still weighing on him. It's weighing on Rick's conscience. You know, this whole thing, it's kind of like the motivating force behind, you know where he's at right now mentally so and you kind of see that he just has no patience it, even the way that they show them taking out these saviors and these outposts, no mercy <laughs> no mercy Mm-mm. none whatsoever i mean the guy that was at one outpost that like he stabs in the stomach and right. he starts talking crap to him and he basically all right i'll let this walker just basically kill you slowly <laughs> and he you right, up right like, just no no mercy whatsoever at all and it's funny
0: like when when you hear him say all that stuff it's still i don't know about you but it still kind of gets me like how manipulative the saviors are you know like i'm gonna say this word but it still kind of triggers me like oh you don't know what's coming you know you got you on your knees last two times you know you're not gonna survive it did kind of trigger that that heart palpitating yeah it
1: does because Two ago. because you've seen the extent of what they can do and the numbers, just the sheer numbers and force that they have behind them of these guys that are just and the thing is that in reality the kingdom the hill cop you know the hilltop the <laughs> Alexandrians you oh, know shoot. these these, <laughs> these are oh my god none of these people are particularly very martial they're not you know I mean they've been training them you know right, to be. Right. I mean, the kingdom obviously has their faction of people that have been trained to fight, but it just seems like when you look at the saviors they're just a bunch of I mean and obviously there are people who aren't fighters but they have a large contingency of fighters (laughs) on their side that are always armed always they just and they just have this mob mentality where it's just you know or gang mentality and it's just you know they stand behind their fearless leader as long as he's standing and they just it's funny and if you think about it yeah
0: if you think about it like look at look at how the Alexandrians were you know obviously before Rick's crew came in if you really think about it the saviors are kind of like an anti Alex, you know, Alexandria. Yes. Obviously, Rick's crew. But I mean, it's every reason to hate the Alexandrians, you right. know. Like, and the response is the Saviors, you know. Yes. It's 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 that whole crew, yeah. you know. And they're every bit as ruthless. I mean, they're the exact opposite. They're ruthless. Right. They're you know, they go out, they scout, they come back, yep. they make people do things for them. Yep. Where the the Alexandrians they just want to be in a hidey hole the rest of the time and and yep. and stay to themselves and not really have to really get their hands dirty, you know. Yeah. Exact opposite. And then Rick's crew. I mean, obviously. They've been trained. They've been surviving out in the woods. Right, they, but they didn't plant roots. They didn't make people do things. You know, no. and so they're they're riding this big gray area where they couldn't be anything. You know, whereas yeah. the two other opposite sides, you know, they were they became
1: something. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's a huge difference in terms of, and that's why when you know any of these saviors make these any threats, you know, it's it's menacing. The only guy I would say who isn't is the one savior, the one that they always showed at the. You know how that was always like I call them like the. D team of the saviors the ones that would do the drop-offs with the kingdom they're not even the- like they're no they're like the d team you know the, the the head lieutenant you can tell he's not really like buying this whole savior thing like he's You're just, talking about the gavin dude yeah he's just into it, it i loved let's I mean, let's it was,
0: take was, a break what, what did he say he said let's
1: he's like whoa whoa, whoa let's take a time out like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> time out like time out. oh wow okay this is going down
1: <laughs> i was like i was like i love that he's like wait 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 <laughs> <laughs> let's just, just take a and Regina
0: on the left. I hope we see blood today. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> oh, God. let's
1: take let's take a time out yeah i lo- I love that. I was like, I love that he's the one guy that's like, ah. <laughs> Let's just take a time out here. Immediately yeah. shot down.
0: No. Well, actually, this is a good segue to what I want to talk about. Because as you're sitting there, as you're, as he's calling everybody out by name, obviously pissed at Eugene. Yes. And what I want to know is what you think about him. Eugene. What do you think is going on in his head? Is he doing like uh, fifth dimension calculus on, on what he should do? <laughs> I, just hit me. Because I'm, I'm, that's, that's a factor that I really want to bust out for a few minutes.
1: I think Eugene at his core is still, um, is still a good person at his core but i think that eugene is a coward and at the end of the day that he's going to he needs somebody who'll protect him same thing with abraham abraham was his protector like he you know he basically was the the brains behind abraham and now he's like the not the brains behind negan but kind of you know negan basically keeps him around because of what he perceives to be his intelligence to be able to help him and be his chief of engineering or whatever you know and oh, he's he gets protection from him he got protection from abraham he gets protection from negan he can't survive on his own eugene is not capable of surviving on his own he had his little fleeting moment of bravery when he tried to leave the harvey you you know, to lead the saviors away when Maggie was, was ill and they were trying to get her to the doctor. But that's it. Right, right, <laughs> that, right. Is, that was his moment. And other than that, he's, you know, he doesn't, he's, he's not, he doesn't, it doesn't come naturally to him. He's not brave the way, you know, Rick, who's a sheriff, or, or Abraham, a soldier, like he's just... He's not that kind of guy. And, and so when reality. when they took
0: away, when they took away Abraham, they took away his means for survival or his means yeah. for, for bravery, let's say. Yeah. In but Abraham now was, Abraham oh, was ahead, the sorry. only
1: one was that really kind of uh, protected him because everybody else kind of tolerated him. But you yeah. never really saw him interact too much with anybody else. I mean, it was kind of like, Oh yeah, Eugene.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and you know, putting the glass in the gas tank or the sand, whatever it was in the gas tank and fucking that up.
1: Yeah. The kind of DC yeah.
0: trip and all that stuff, you know, being exposed but actually what you brought something up that was interesting because just now with with Negan and it's that let's turn that paradigm on its head what if you know okay so Abraham was protecting um Eugene right yep. what if not only is Eugene sticking around because you know obviously Negan offers him creature comfort status protection and value and like he values him mm-hmm. as a person he really has the ability to contribute there whereas you know not so much even with Rick's crew what bullets at the last second right but in the end of the day he, he couldn't offer anything substantial enough To really contribute But what if there's something more to that What if in some weird way You could even say that he's Negan's protector Like if you if you really think about it like, I mean look at all the chemistry knowledge That he ha- that he dropped on, on those girls You know yeah. stuff that we haven't really seen Like did we really see anything You know Eugene's prowess We kind of all assumed it Took it for granted You know maybe even believe the hype But beyond that Like oh what glass and a gas tank Like if you throw anything anything yeah. into a gas tank, the odds are it'll do something, but right. it's right. kind of interesting to see the value he's brought to the saviors.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that he does, I mean, he did make those poison pills. And yeah, They legitimately, they, they were legit. He legitimately made those with, like, you know, bare materials that he could get from the sanctuary, so he does have abilities, and he does have an intelligence to help, and his suggestion about kind of using the walkers, um, you know, melting metal on them to kind of mold them onto the fence and all of that. I mean, he, their
0: heads. Yeah,
1: yeah. He is intelligent, and he is offering them methods and ways to kind of help them without him necessarily getting his hands dirty you know he's right. he's, he's offering them his insight as, as to what would be beneficial to them and i think that they get it i mean they have a lot of like rough and tough you know guys on the sanctuary but i don't think that they necessarily have people with brains that could kind of help them i mean look they they took the doctor from the hill Park oh yeah they, they fucked up the doctor basically <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that was yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and sent a whole bunch of aspirin to the hilltop they did <laughs> a
1: whole like Rate of aspirin.
0: Yeah, it does make me wonder what their what their strategy is because like one doctor amongst a ton of saviors. Yeah, and you'd think the doctor would have this tremendous status. I guess at the same time, Negan doesn't want to tip off to everybody else that he you know he's being held by the balls by somebody who you know right. is beneath him in his eyes. So right, that kind of does speak to something. But it just makes me wonder what the strategy is here. You know, and, and maybe he's found the kind of simpleton you know too cowardly. To even dare do anything daring, to the point where he could have done something daring, you know. Yeah,
1: you know, with the poison pills and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something about his presence that is intimidating because, I mean, we have had characters that have had many opportunities, and it's a criticism that comes up where people have had very clear shots (laughs) to be able to take at Negan, and somehow. It just never happens. So
0: Yeah, but I think it goes down to that to that uh lookout dude and how you either bought into it to the point where you can instill it in others. Yeah. You know, and trigger me in the process. Or or, you know, you are at least, you know, fooled enough to really not fuck with anybody, you know, not fuck with anybody on the inside, not fuck with the top tier guys, not and to know that this is just the way it's going to be. This is the system. Which kind of brings up the point. I think at the end of the day, people want a system. People want yes. like order of some kind and, you know, like hardcore order, you know, like right. 140 characters right. or less yeah. what kind of order.
1: And, um, I, and that's how he runs his sanctuary, which is, w- oh, no. yes, and it's ne- a very, very much a law and order. He is a law and order dictator. <laughs> that is how he runs his society. And there are rules. And if you break the rules, there are repercussions. Right. <laughs> that's, and that's how his society works
0: right and what's interesting about that is that I don't think we've seen this as much but the one credit you can give the saviors is that they don't go ham you know there is a level yeah. of justice like you'd have to do enough to really screw up you know you'd have to go yeah. just the one step too far and which most people don't do right. you know chances are given even that that big dude uh, the big dude that was guarding um, uh, what's his name's motorcycle oh uh,
1: yeah that's um, <laughs> that right. <sad> joke yeah
0: <laughs> yes. he screwed up he I mean he, they kind mention it here and there. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, you know, he's still on, as long as he doesn't do something that's just out of control, you know, right. or take Negan's wives or something like that. Which right. Right. right.
1: Exactly. No, it's true. I mean, it's it's in theory, it's reasonable. <laughs> it's, they just, the prep, it's just that the punishments are perhaps a little bit severe <laughs> it's, it's once you do do end something wrong yeah but that punishment is uh, pretty harsh yeah, pretty yeah. Harsh. And,
0: and it's public and it's as many people as can see it as, as possible basically
1: it's a spectacle so, it's yeah. made
0: a spectacle I'm on purpose. <laughs> but it does bring it back to eugene like what do you think he's going to do what do you think is going through his mind right now i mean ultimately
1: i think he's probably shocked that this is even happening <laughs> the fact that mm. they're there and you know basically presenting this threat. I'm sure that at this point, he's probably just trying to kind of protect himself at all costs but in terms of what he's gonna do from here i still think in the long run he'll he'll end up on the good side of things i don't really i think so i do i i think that at his heart him and rosita have a very long relationship or, or friendship in terms of they that's how we met them. we met abraham eugene and rosita together you get the impression that they had been traveling together as a group for some time which is right. why when we had the season finale and he showed up with his bullhorn and, you know, kind of, you know, saying, I am Negan or whatever, she seemed the most hurt about that. Everybody right. else was kind of like, uh, disgusted. <laughs> but she seemed to be like very kind of emotionally hurt and angry by that. I think that there's more there. I think that he'll eventually come around, especially depending on how the tides turn. Because I think, really, Eugene is an is an opportunist, (laughs) not an evil opportunist. I I, I
0: can sense that for me. I don't doubt that for a minute. That's. I think that's the only thing I may agree with you on with this. Yeah, and which bothers me, and it should bother everybody. Like,
1: yeah, no, he's an opportunist, and he's like, look at
0: Xander Berkeley's character. I mean, Gregory. Yeah. (laughs) God. By the way, I have, I have like this weird secret crush on Xander Berkeley, but I'll get into that some other time, but yeah, which assuming he's still around, we might, but we mean, but yeah, I mean, Gregory is exactly the same way. He molds yeah. himself to the situation that right. provides the most opportunity for him to survive. So what right. separates them? If you think
1: about it, I think that was, some- you know, I-, <laughs> I think what separates the two is that Eugene has had opportunities to favor himself in Megan's eyes and he. He hasn't done it. He could have basically ratted out the wives that, for all intents and purposes, kind of sort of admitted that they were basically trying to kill him or kill uh, negan or whatever that's why they kind of came to him with that and to our knowledge he never brought that to negan but if he really wanted to kind of endear himself he could you know the same thing as gregory basically running you know into their laps to say like oh they're they're trying to come here and and you know like all this sort of stuff you know basically probably filling them in on everything But I don't think that, even with the Sasha situation, Sasha told him that she wanted to kill herself. So he basically gave her the opportunity to do that in the the nicest way (laughs) that he could, what's the word, peaceful way that he could, and never, you know, said a word about it. So I think he's had opportunities to kind of make himself more attractive in Negan's eyes. I don't think that he wants to be. I think he just wants to lay low and just kind of be safe. He just wants to hide behind the nice, good defenses of the sanctuary and just push his papers, stay middle management, and just kind of like take the food, the TV, and the video games and be good. I don't think he wants to kind of like be buddy buddy. Whereas Gregory seems to want to kind of like be buddy buddy with maybe not Negan, but uh, what's his name? Uh, the right his right hand Simon.
0: Oh, Simon, Simon right?
1: Right you know hey like every time that they would go over to the hilltop like oh you know you know alcohol or the scotch or the whiskey or whatever i mean he's he's trying gregory's trying
0: <laughs> to get on his thing. he time. needs <laughs> to reach his comfort level and, and i think i i, I could re- relegate that to really just being cuz as we were talking about this i'm realizing that it's it's maybe just the, the idea of gregory has doesn't have any obvious skills he's right. not very smart I and mean, he's very yeah. charismatic which is interesting if you really infuse eugene with gregory's charisma and his his just his his overall affect and charm okay i'm just I, this is basically my love letter to sandra <laughs> berkeley right now his know, dreamy like his, eyes and his, his charm his facial hair and his sense of class So, anyway, if you take all those things and put them into Eugene, you'd have somebody who is just like a born leader. Yeah. The charisma, the intelligence, the, they basically the calculus that, enough of the calculus that you need to, to be where you're supposed to be or do what you're supposed to do and maybe bring others along with you. Cause I mean, Gregory did that for a long time, giving people the illusion, the illusion, cause he didn't have the brains of safety and, and, you know, respect and, and all that stuff. When meanwhile he was just cutting deals, you know, with China. Um, Um, But, you know, know, it's like the Donald Trump of the show. Pretty Um, much, pretty much. Yeah, or Russia, whatever. So... (laughs) so yeah I mean it it does so they're essentially the same character except you know Eugene imagine if both of these characters being who they are but then you give Eugene a little bravery you know that little bit of bravery that he I'm giving him credit here the bravery that he found with all of his experiences with Abraham with bearing the hatchet and fucking it up and bearing the hatchet again Yeah. that little bit of bravery if he didn't even have that he would have found that he was he would be useless to Negan but with that little bravery and this is probably to Negan credit almost, too. Had he not gotten that lesson, making the bullet and all that stuff, you know, right. he probably wouldn't have gotten as far as he, he got.
1: That is true. That is very true. I forgot about that, about the bullet factory. I if mm-hmm. that's going to come into play.
0: I yeah, and again, that's the, yeah, and again, that's the only time we've really ever seen his skill ever, yes. which, and, which still wasn't enough for me. And then uh, no. all those science experiments, and it was just kind of cool. And no internet, so he couldn't have looked it up. So yep. he really, that was all memory.
1: Yep, all memory. <laughs> Anarchist cookbook.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. See, that's what I relegated his bullet making to. Like, oh, okay, maybe he kind of winged it. He does have some maybe basic mechanical knowledge. So maybe he did that. I don't know. You know, maybe he pulled a lot of pranks as a kid, which is why he knew exactly what to put in the gas tank. I kind of wrote him off for a long time.
1: Like, this guy's full of shit. (laughs) Yeah. No, and I mean, and that's... But I mean, that's basically how we all felt, especially when it came out that the whole D.C. Yeah, thing, right. <laughs> everybody nobody took shot. him seriously after no, that at all. No, no, nobody did. I mean, I felt horrible for Abraham, who I think that gave him a purpose. Like Abraham was a soldier and that was his right. mission to protect Eugene. He's the most important person. We have to get him to, you know, D.C. And that all just came, you know, that all just went shot to hell
0: all these people are are kind of like they're pieces they they're pieces of a whole. as you peel back the layers you find that that they're not whole i mean abraham right. and eugene together still were not whole yeah. you have this piece was yeah. full of shit you have abraham who was only this you right. know and he was missing his humanity on a level what i want to do now is i'm looking at my notes i cannot i wrote so many things about gregory <laughs> <laughs> just out loud <laughs> You know, you're like I, whole, you're I don't know.
1: know about this whole Rick thing like the star of the show clearly
0: <laughs> clearly is the guy that fell down the stairs trying to give himself a pat on the back you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: What a heel no, I, man! He is I, a he's he like a tremendously good heel, though. Like I mean, oh is, my
0: god! His, but... his facial tics are just mesmerizing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's
0: like the guy you love to hate. You're like, ah, oh, Gregory. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, he's like a walking Sondheim play. You know, it's just <laughs> this weird. Everything that every little thing that he does to me is just this. Uh... Like even an eye twitch is like an It's ex- Just this, it's overblown to me. It's like it's like theater. You know,
1: <laughs> well, you know what I appreciate about characters like Eugene and Gregory is that quite honestly, all these characters I mean part of the reason why The Walking Dead is so great and is what it is is that these characters are larger than life so you know comic booky in the sense like Rick is the sheriff and oh, Michonne is is the, is the samurai and Daryl's the archer and like it's all just so larger than life and what I like about Gregory and Eugene though is that I mean these are like more honestly if any one of us God forbid <laughs> were in the zombie apocalypse I think a lot of us would love to think that we'd be Michonne or Daryl or Rick but let's be honest (laughs)
0: we're we're either Eugene or Gregory
1: (laughs) a whole lot of us would be like I'm definitely
0: Gregory I'm just gonna say that out loud that's what I'm
1: saying or
0: I hope to be Gregory in a weird way that's my step up from where I am (laughs) right now
1: And the reality is like come on you know it's like and i remember like i think the last season when they tr- the mid-season premiere of last season when they tried to kind of convince when they decided okay we're going to gather everybody up we're going to try and get everybody together to put together this defense or whatever and i think they started off by going to the hilltop and talking to gregory and you know they right. try to get these compelling speeches about you know <laughs> the world is better without the saviors and if, you know if you can do something and I, <laughs> I love that gregory i think he said something like let me stop you right there <laughs> <laughs> it's like no.
0: He's like, all right, no.
1: No, no. <laughs> and I appreciate that.
0: I wear my shitting pants every day for a reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> that's oh, real
0: man. i think we put eugene on a, and, and gregory on a show like i don't yes. even want to talk more about the whole him stealing the you know father gabriel's car that that wow. was obvious like i knew that was gonna happen i knew
1: that too yeah, that's i why don't I... even
0: know i don't care what happens next with that whole situation i mean obviously i care about Ga- father gabriel but that is going to be a really interesting thing yes but i'm I...
1: very curious to see what that goes where that goes very yeah. much so
0: we have no idea where this is going to go we've had like first of of all rip the rv right right all those all those five things are acronyms so yes yes. rip the rv probably for the last time finally like because you remember dale's rv and i don't even know if that's the same rv i was thinking about that i was like
1: is that the same rv but i don't know i don't know
0: i don't think so but still no
1: it's definitely the same one that tara and heath used on their mission because i remember seeing it so like for sure it, they had been using it for these runs, but I don't know how far back that RV goes. Yeah, well, no. Actually, no how
0: about this? How about this? Let's think about this for a minute. Think about what the RV represents mm-hmm. in the show. If Let's assume that it's it's the same RV, Dale's RV, right? Right. How awesome would that be? Like Viking funeral, like dying in the, co- in the service of other people. But also, if you think about it, what if the RV was a anthropomorphic representation of their humanity you know obviously they put a mask on it you know right. like it was going to war you know yeah. to kind of shield the blow and that was the only thing that survived sort of really yeah uh, of the whole thing and it protected Negan so there's some illustration right there but what if yes. it was that and you remember they were always working on the RV you know first it would yeah. first Dale then Glenn and then Rick and then everybody else and then what a Maggie's dad I'm now forgetting yeah. his name right now he's like one of my oh. favorite darling characters I, I think I, I know, love old sure. men by the way. <laughs> like <laughs>
1: no, that's the consistent, old white right? men
0: some reason i don't know sucker i'm a sucker for old white men (laughs) well let's repeat that in a in a in a a, (laughs) what are those those auto-tune remixes i love i I love old white men (laughs) whatever sorry go on (laughs)
1: do you know though that herschel was on talking dead i don't know if you saw it They brought him back he looks exactly the same like nothing nothing changed I was like, Oh, oh
0: may he no. remain that adorable, well spoken, articulate Yes just charming man who has good insights too by the way. He just Very sees so much cool things.
1: He was just this I mean, he he and he passed that down to Glenn. He just had that kind of Really calm, thoughtful insight. And that was yeah, that was a pretty shocking one when I think about that. When when Herschel was killed, that was definitely oof. That I did not expect that. <laughs> I did not expect that to happen yeah, at all. It was
0: cruel and unusual punishment for us. yeah well, Probably Herschel. But yeah, you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean but then yeah, but the R V and the R V was in that scene too, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not I'm trying to remember actually. I, I think there was a tank again. Uh, I'm not I don't it. remember. But yeah, I mean let's assume that the R V was throughout the whole thing and that says something or maybe you could even see it as a way of discarding the way the show used to be maybe like saying a final farewell to what we thought the show was kind of like at first you know and going into this whole other level of humanity of or dehumanity
1: i I think so i mean i could definitely i think that they're definitely trying to allude in different ways of this whole kind of new beginning so i would i wouldn't be surprised if it was the same rv and this is a way to kind of further drive the point home of this new this new direction this
0: new tomorrow actually the word they kind of threw around a lot yes the significance of that so yeah i mean the rv doesn't belong in tomorrow but yeah so what's interesting about that is that negan and rick were trapped in that rv well actually rick was more trapped negan made it seem like he wasn't trapped he was making rick do all this stuff right And fighting it out him taking the rv him hanging onto that body hanging from the bridge and all that stuff and then he finally got it back and now father gabriel is trapped in it in a trailer not an rv but still kind of a similar situation and it makes me wonder how there is no telling how this is going to shake out if there's going to be any similarity to what we saw you know with Rick yeah
1: I think that there will definitely be some sort of Negan is a manipulator a master manipulator and they're in a tough position they're obviously in a very bad spot surrounded by walkers and I I would venture to think that somebody like Negan would kind of think that this is the time that I need to use this guy in a way to help me get out of here and then he'll do with him as he will but right. I think at the forefront, yeah. he's going to try and use him to his advantage. Right. Because it seems as a like a human he shield. Has,
0: right. <laughs> he's a meat meat shield.
1: As a meat shield. Exactly. Because You know, as we're does. talking about
0: this, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. He'll just go surfing on Father Gabriel's oh, bones. God. But when I'm thinking, <laughs> or like crowd surfing, you know, but yes. um, <laughs> very rock and roll of Negan, uh, which makes sense, you know. Which um, fits, it's in character. Yeah. So, but as we're talking about this, I'm thinking to myself, we've always understood Underestimated Father Gabriel. Yeah, we've seen him yeah. come into his own, we've seen him assert himself, you know, he's like finally cop on all that stuff. And obviously he's earned his stripes because through it all, he's kind of gotten the gist, adapted, gotten the gist, adapted, to the point where Rick has his respect. So my thinking is that what if Father Gabriel is kind of like maybe the, the linchpin to this season? What if it all starts with Father Gabriel and uh Negan being stuck in that trailer, and then Father Gabriel says something or does something that Trips Negan up really badly. Maybe going back to the thing you said in the beginning, where you know maybe it's not that we see an origin story, but maybe we see him do something that is completely out of character. So I'm yeah. wondering now the significance. Maybe there's more significance to this
1: than we realize. There could be. I mean, right place, very, right time. Yeah. I mean, I'm very curious to see what's going to come from this. Them being stuck in this trailer, I, I definitely think there's going to be more to it. I don't think that he's just going to flat out kill Father Gabriel. I don't see that happening, especially. Father Gabriel is like with a. I think he has an automatic weapon still. (laughs) So, I mean, it's like,
0: I I think he's got protection. I think, you know, yeah, I
1: think he's good, you know. I think he's good. I think this goes and this goes back to everybody just kind of saying, like, okay, you hear the voice in the darkness, why not just open it? and <laughs> start shooting. But, you know, then we wouldn't... Like the would main
0: gripe, right, with that whole yeah, situation.
1: With the whole situation. Or when they open fire, when Negan steps outside. Because, remember, they all this planning, all this setup, they finally, right. you know, drive into the sanctuary after taking out a couple of the guards while Dwight just kind of turns a blind eye to let it happen. And, right, then, right. you know, Negan comes out with his lieutenants and a new lieutenant named Regina. That was random.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that I was think she's random. been there, but we we don't really see her as often. And, and but we do i think we have heard her a little bit here and there i don't remember exactly but
1: because it just felt so random it was like who are you it's like regina i'm like okay hi regina you've been <laughs> here the whole time
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. i was like okay all right oh well, right mental note
0: <laughs> but yeah and i think it's, that what, you know what's interesting about about the father gabriel thing is that yeah i mean rick had a chance to kill negan but it kind of does speak to that long-term months drawn out plan yes I think they're coming to realize that it's not enough to take one man out I mean you right. you can you can take the, the head off a snake but in science that snake's head can live for a really long time right. um, and the snake's body can also live for a really long time without each other and I think they're transposing that into the show like if they kill Negan it would be chaos people would die right. somebody would come out on top and the cycle would just continue because that's what they it's like we said that's what they want you know they want that 140 characters or less they want that kind of put me in a box a box of rules that are easy to
1: follow Yeah,
0: (laughs) or else I die (laughs)
1: like any country where you take out the existing government I mean you know the the next yeah the next batch uh, the next ruler coming in may not necessarily be the best so Mm.
0: we've had experience with that
1: slightly (laughs) a little bit
0: (laughs) but I think what they're attempting to do from the flashboards I'm not sure how successful they are I think they're trying to actually get people on board with the it's not all about me philosophy like that they're finally realizing I mean maybe at one point they were worrying what makes us I think the show was worrying about you know what makes Rick's crew any different than Negan's crew and right. especially with, with speeches in the beginning of this episode we am them you know that sort yeah. of thing and the answer is in embedded within the episode at least 3 times he says you know you made it that way you it's not all about me um you know you made it that way meaning it's not all about me it's I'm going to follow you the idea that maybe part of their plan is to get them to see that it's not all about one person it's not about the idea of Negan or I I am Negan. Right. Uh, and to do that, they need to take a series of steps with the people that are trapped in that building. And yeah, I mean, they led a, a herd, but if you think about it, they could have done any number of things to end those people. Like, if it's yeah. a herd that kills that kills some of the people in there and injures them, then they're kind of almost, it's not quite them. You know, you give them a chance with right. the herd. It's yeah. not the herd's fault. Yeah. And they don't know what's going on. You know, it may be that none of the people know what's going on. You know, it's, Oh, it's just a herd that came through and wiped us all out. Oh, and then the Alexandrian hilltop people and, are here to save us.
1: Right. No, it's true. It is true. I mean, they're kind of giving them a, a way out. And I think that that's what Rick was trying to do initially before just opening fire at seven, which I did like. <laughs> I did like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You get that little bit of satisfaction.
1: Yes, exactly. That moment, moment of satisfaction. I was like, oh, really? We're going to count all the way to one? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah.
0: Of all the times that Negan's made him count, you know, yeah. count uh, or, or count it out before he chopped Carl's arm off or didn't he draw lines on his arm if i'm not mistaken yes uh, (laughs) that
1: That, yeah that was the other thing that bothered me about that episode like he asked simon for a pen and you know simon was like yeah sure and i was like who has pens or sharpies in the apocalypse (laughs) apocalypse, (laughs) right (laughs) just like wait let me just get one out of my pocket here you go like (laughs) don't Yeah, never
0: underestimate Simon. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, or that person that has a pen—they're prepared for whatever.
1: Simon is an odd duck. He is a fascinating duck, but
0: he is odd. Who knows if he makes it out?
1: Yes, you said. What did you just say? No, I didn't say anything. I said he is an odd duck.
0: Oh, he's an odd. I thought you said he was hot. Like I was like, oh, you're admitting to something. No, no, Uh, no. So my thing is old white men. You have no attraction to anybody. Okay, fine. (laughs) Yes, no. (laughs) We'll leave it there.
1: Not Steven, not. not not Simon. I will tell you that.
0: <laughs> not no porn stash. That that wisp of hair. No. None, none no. of that. Okay. Well,
1: would you, you believe? Know. Would you believe? Those eyebrows. Gotten so much success off of Grand Theft Auto. All of this off of Grand <laughs> believe, Theft Auto. I believe you. Yeah. Like he got this role on Walking Dead. He has a recurring role on Westworld. I mean, like oh. he's all of this from, a from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah. She, I believe it. I, was, I believe I it. I was reading an article about that, and they were just like, "Yeah, rockstar making careers." <laughs> I was like, yeah. Jesus. It's like, it's like he's just sitting back, raking in the money now. And mm-hmm.
0: well-earned. Yeah, he's a good kind of mid-character, like he evens the show out, you know? A little bit of yeah. realism with a little bit of intimidation. He
1: does. He He's very, he has something that I think, he's actually almost, and the funny thing is that I think that they created this character because he tried out for the Negan character and he didn't get the role. Oh, and, yeah. But they, lo- but they loved him so much that they created this kind of right-hand man sort of That's thing. That's right. You I think, think he said that
0: right on talking dead Um,
1: he said that yeah but he's very good at especially in his meetings with Gregory kind of having this intimidation sort of thing, but it's very subtle, and you don't quite know what he's going to do. Like, every time that he would have these meetings with Simon, I just don't know what Simon's about to do. <laughs> like, I'm always sort of like, I, you know, Simon could just, you know, fly off the handle. I don't know. He just gives you that impression that you just don't know. You have to kind of be on your guard. You don't know what this guy's going to do.
0: Right. And-, and I think I think that plays to the idea that he was passed up as Negan, if you think about it. Because notice that, like, anytime he, you know, anytime time he's being the enforcer he makes other people do it whereas Negan will most of the time do it himself which is a huge difference and it kind of plays to the real life story of how he became Simon if you think about it yeah you could have been Negan but you you kept doing things like you kept you weren't quite there. You weren't ruthless enough to do it yourself. Like yeah. the, the idea of the character kind of just being just under Negan. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I think quite. somebody... Well, somebody said that, and I think it was... It might have been something that, from Game of Thrones, but I, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I'm not totally sure. But... Go
0: for because I, I have.
1: Okay. It was some kind of line, something along like... Somebody he who who, I don't know who who deals the sentence or who also but will also wield a sword or something like that. Something along those lines.
0: Right. That was Ned Stark.
1: And that's basically Negan. I mean he he will dish out the punishment but he will also be the one to and deliver it i mean we saw it we've seen it so
0: which may go towards um to that backstory idea like maybe he's taken on this mantle maybe he's enjoying it too i don't know maybe he's yeah. not maybe you know i don't i don't know
1: yeah but i i will be very curious to see and i think they will i think that they will go into it a little bit more somehow in some way shape or form i think that they will so um, I'll be keeping my eyes peeled for all that. This whole squirmish that ends up happening, you know, it it blows up pretty quickly. And you, you have this firefight that breaks out and Negan doesn't go inside. So he's behind like this one of the shields, right? One of the metal shields that they use on like the RV or the I'm cars like or whatever. Rick is obsessed with taking him out, Gabriel convinces him not to, you know, it's not about you. And he takes a Polaroid for posterity <laughs> right before. Slow mo Polaroid. <laughs> right. I love how the Polaroid just kinda of came out. Like it's just such a random I mean, I know where it comes from obviously because of what they what the saviors do too. They take Polaroids for posterity of the people they've killed. Oh, but yes. it's, yeah. it's it's so random. But I mean, you know, I sent you a message as soon as the thing happened with Gabriel and, and Gregory. I was like, dumbass Gabriel. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Formula. I was, I was like, here we go. Because I, you knew that was going to happen. You knew. I was like, have we not? Don't we know who Gregory is at this point? I mean, what are you doing, dude?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they both fell into their roles perfectly. They were in the right place at the right time. Right. <laughs> or the wrong place. And, you know, Gregory was in the right ah. time.
1: God. So I I knew that was going to happen. I was like, well here it is. And of course Gabriel is stuck, left behind, and gets into the trailer when we hear Negan's voice and, you know, realize that, oh, here they are, these two stuck in the trailer. Now the thing that I'm confused about that I... (sighs) And I'm going to need to rewatch this to figure this out. Okay. After this whole squirmish, they keep moving on to their, I guess, their next point that they need to address or take out or whatever. And you see a scene with Rick and um, I forget who was with him. And they're going in one direction. But then they show a scene with Carol and Morgan and uh, I don't know if it was Tara or some of the, of the kingdom people. And they're at another location. And I guess they they approached some saviors and one of them had a grenade or they were like threw oh, it. that's right.
0: That that, uh, satellite outpost, right. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of things going on at once, you know. Some people protecting Alexandria, some people still going out for outposts. So Because that's a communication station.
1: Right. And then there was like this smog of of smoke or whatever. And you don't necessarily see at that point, like, what's, you know. Right, with the the grenade and stuff. Right. And it happened so fast that I was like, wait, 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 wait. What's going (laughs) on? (laughs) know what just happened i'll be very curious to see because that is my girl and not just because she has my name but (laughs) no i mean of all the i mean i would argue and say that she is one of the most well-developed characters right now in general i mean she has come light years (laughs) i mean from season one to now i mean she
0: has lived two lifetimes three lifetimes probably yes i mean i feel like her character was practically put on a hold you know for two seasons you get the feeling that we can maybe see some interesting things.
1: Yes. And they definitely have spent their time developing her. So I'm curious to see what happens with them because I'm not quite sure. But then Rick, Rick went to another station, right? That's the impression I got. that He was at another satellite station after this whole
0: Negan shooting season. at Negan thing.
1: Yeah. It seems like they went off in another direction. But then Carol and the Kingdom people were at a, that, that uh, outpost.
0: You know, it makes me wonder because a lot of things in this episode were disjointed, except for the obvious yes, scenes. Right. So now I'm even wondering if he did those speeches because they—I they, don't think they were at a station. I do believe that they were in that field again, which makes me think: Did he say that speech after the whole Negan thing? It
1: happened before, and the only, and I thought the same thing at first. But when I looked at the crowd, Gabriel was still there. So that's okay, what made me okay. realize, okay, this is this is the same speech that he was giving at the onset before they officially went into battle. Right, because I right. did think that for a second. I was like, is he giving them kind of like, okay, you know, now we did this, but we got to keep going or whatever. Like I thought, is that this kind of speech? But then I looked at the group and I saw Gabriel. So that kind of tipped me off that, okay, we're doing this jumping around again. <laughs> right,
0: right. I think they rem- remet met in that field and I think they were supposed to move on. To somewhere else. I think they are. I think you know we got to continue with this plan, even though we don't have Gabriel, Father Gabriel. Or maybe they assume Father Gabriel is doing something that he was supposed to do, but he's
1: not. He's not. Yeah, yeah. They were not really clear. They weren't necessarily clear on that. Yeah. So that's that's going to be interesting to find
0: out. Let's get this one thing out of the way. The whole Carl going back to the to the gas station, yes. leaving the the uh, the canned vegetables with the page from the Quran. By the way, the sorry note to that kid.
1: I mean, I definitely get the impression that this is a character that is going to play some kind of role for sure. Not quite sure yet. (laughs)
0: Like the but, not uh, as not as but, snarky dumbass Glenn, basically. Right. I mean, I don't know about you, but when when you hear this guy talk for the first time, so opposite from Glenn, but the same kind of reveal where you know Glenn time. was basically yeah. radioing the tank saying, yeah. "No, only a dumbass would do this." You know, going to a tank in the middle of war walkers. He
1: has certain parallels with Glenn, this character. <laughs> <That's humorous laughs> microwave yeah. people throw a microwave at me. Yeah, like there's a kind of likability because they're they're just kind of like a normal guy. You know, I mean. Loyal a little bit too. Yeah, like a yeah. normal
0: guy, but also this guy probably has a gun on me. Maybe I'll just use humor, like maybe I'll just be right. real, but also real funny.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? so I I definitely think that he this guy's coming back. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. One way or the other. One way or the other. This guy's coming back. And by the way, that scene that was like the exact copy of season one. Did you know, like, well, towards the end of that scene, there's a walker that comes out that Rick kind of tilts his head, like, eventually takes out his hatchet to obviously kill the walker. We don't see it. And she looked very much like the little girl from the show back to season one. You know, obviously bigger. That was the same actress. The little girl now, like, 17 years old. They, they brought oh, her back. Mackerel? It was the same actress. So they I did you, not know that. I read it online and I was like, Oh my gosh And you know, they tried to get like the wound in the same place, try to make it as similar as possible. I was like, Yeah, because I was like, oh, yeah, she does kinda look like the little girl except bigger. Well it was, the same actress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they went Full tilt on that. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was like, oh, good for them.
0: <laughs> yeah, and let's go next level. I mean, what if what if he didn't? Because I, I don't think he.
1: You don't really they know that he killed it. the girl. No, they didn't show. Because he doesn't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, he just kind of looked curiously, but then that that's it. Like they, they don't. They never show exactly what happened. Yeah.
0: For all he knows that they're sick, and what I, do I? I can't kill a, a sick living person. Yeah,
1: I, w- I thought that was really interesting. I was like. Wow. Right there. Wow. They really are coming full, full circle.
0: So we get to that we get to that part and the reason why I want to start with the the guy in the gas station, Muslim Glenn basically oh, is Glenn. is because of what Rick says at the end of the episode, if I'm not yes. mistaken, what he says in the beginning, which is which is the passage may my mercy prevail over my wrath. And very troubling. This is one of the me- middle flash forwards because yes. he's obviously not gray and bearded and stuff like right. that. But you very know, distressed. It, yeah. <laughs> very distressed very shocked or or you know weary
1: i am going to be paranoid with every single episode of course. In, the, in the background of that scene there's some sort of stained glass right. or something or other so now every episode i'm going to be looking for the house of stained glass Be <laughs> just looking for that house Yeah.
0: Was it at the foot of a house or was it just hanging from a tree? Because I I thought maybe that stained glass was... Remember that tree in the distance they were were always flashing to? It could be.
1: It could could be that. You know, maybe. Either way, I'm looking for that stained glass anywhere I can see it. (laughs) Because I'm trying to figure (laughs) out what it, it's gonna it's gonna tip me off and say okay there it is something ends up happening here
0: yeah they're gonna fuck you and you know that because yeah. they're not gonna bring that up until like way later yeah
1: be like, <laughs> you're gonna be looking
0: for it just like the zombie pigs oh. like oh why don't they talk about that crap the the zombie yeah. eating p- yeah oh.
1: it's like what happened like where did that happen yeah
0: exactly they're gonna make us forget about a bunch of things like they've already made us forget about some things
1: weird owl <laughs> let's talk about that for half an hour <laughs>
0: I don't know what to make of it, but like, uh, you know, Another One Bites the Last. Obviously, like a little humorous spin to Another One Rides the Bus.
1: And some people try to, like, come up with these, like theories they're like well really no, so they, really like there were some people that were like i mean and i laughed at it but they're like well you know it's a war so it's another one but she does but it's another do this, so they can look back with humor or whatever i'm like what if robert kirkman just likes weird out and he just wants to fuck with people because this yeah, I mean, is look, what he yeah. likes to do <laughs>
0: look at what happened with easy street i mean really yeah yeah <laughs> like exactly. he's just fucking with you don't take it yeah. too seriously
1: don't take it too seriously just i was torturing like and, you. and i can see robert kirkman very easily as a weird out fan so i don't put it past them to just be like sure
0: this is like scott gimple going oh i'm gonna fuck with these guys so hard <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna think there's some significance oh another one rides what does that mean what does that mean is it because the world's getting bigger they have to make a bigger bus
1: oh uh, yeah you know they get a kick
0: out of this stuff Another one bites the dust. There's not much you could really say about that scene. You can really go on uh, some crazy theories and tangents. And I'm going to have to stop myself from doing that because I'm already kind of doing that. This is not going to turn out the way we think it's going to turn out, but in a very negative way. So just like you said before.
1: Yeah. For me, it's like I said before. Since I've read the comics, I'm kind of biased. So when I even when they released the trailer for the season in Comic-Con. The All Out War. trailer i remember watching it and most of it was the action sequences actually a lot of those action sequences were in this first episode that was from the The trailer trailer. a lot of them which i was was very surprised about but the thing that every everybody talked about in the trailer was those last few seconds or moments that showed the old man rick scene and then the close up on the cane and the flowers and all of that. And for me, as someone who read the, the has read the comics, I already kind of made my conclusions based on what I knew. But I know a lot of people were like, "Well, was it all a dream?" Because and they they admitted that they purposely kind of also in you know homage to season one, the way they shot it was how when he woke up in the hospital in season one, in episode one. And the flowers are next to him that she brought him. Right. Right. So I mean And, you know, so part of it is kind of like a a, a nod to the first episode. You know, that's part of it. Um, In a new
0: beginning, you know, obviously you need an homage to the first episode. Right,
1: right. Exactly. Mm. So I think that that's part of it. But as somebody who's read the comic, like, I kind of came to my own conclusions when I saw that. I thought it was interesting at the end. I think that they go, they have the flash forward because they go back to that flash forward a few times. And I think towards the end, it's a little longer. And you see Judith. Obviously, is right. bigger now. Yeah, I taller mean, so Carl. yeah even taller Carl. They never actually, sh- did they show him like facially or they just, no, no they, just, they didn't, right? Okay. Just his size, like how tall he actually is. Right. They never really like actually showed him. That's what I thought. I was like, they didn't actually show him. But you see Judith and you obviously can kind of gauge, okay, years have passed <laughs> based on how he looks and how Judith looks. Years have passed, and she mentions something about like an owl festival, but like right, a or something. And that's
0: the thing that I want to focus on because you could write this off as a sort of fantasy. And even like you know, in the beginning when they were first cutting to that that flash forward, because he's mentioning to Michonne, "Oh, you know, I have been starting to think about the future." And you could honestly throw that away, that whole scene away. Like, oh, this is him just idealizing his future. And but then the owl festival. Okay, scene, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. What? What does and, that mean?
1: And for me, all I will say is, as someone who's read the comic, you should pay attention to that to that term, the festival, because that, that is not throwaway dialogue. It's, it's right. not. It, it's, it's purposely there and it's significant for anybody who's read the comic knows what that means it makes my stomach hurt <laughs>
0: like, because just, you know something i think what makes me feel a little bit better but what you know is how many times they've diverged from the comics right and, so and think about know. that for a minute and, and get more schooling,
1: right and i don't <laughs> know necessarily you know when they would even get to to this flash forward if that's the case and it is the flash forward that could be next season that could be season nine episode one for oh, all right, we know right. because originally when i saw that flash forward in the trailer for comic-con i thought to myself whoa okay so maybe we're gonna get through this war rather quickly i don't know i mean they're including in the trailer this flash forward but then when i watched this episode and they include it here i'm like okay well maybe maybe it's just trying to set up the season but we're still not going to quite get to it yet officially I I don't know. I don't know necessarily how long they're going to drag it because I think that they're also weary about how they paced last season. So I don't think that they want to necessarily make this too laborious because... Right. But I think the, the issue with last season was that just the way the episodes were structured. I mean, this episode was good. All Part of the reason why it was to me it was good was because there were a lot of moving parts and we got exposed to all of those moving parts at one time. Okay, right. Daryl, Morgan, and... As many as can fit there. comfortably. As many as can fit comfortably, we're seeing what each group, each faction is doing. Whereas right. last season, it was like, okay, this is a Daryl episode. Okay, this episode is a <laughs> yeah, yeah. episode. This... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's like, which I think it's is good
0: sure. in its own right. You know, like right. okay, like it's like the huge difference between like Game of Thrones. Yes, there's tons of characters, and if you had all their stories running at once, it would be a crazy show where nothing got done. Right. Which is which is kind of like okay, that last season was the exact opposite of that. Every character's story was drawn out, mm-hmm. and in some ways, overlapping with the overall timeline. Like you said, we're seeing a lot of things happen. You know, finally move. Things are in motion, right. um, and we're seeing all these plans full of people happening all at once it's not about the one character it's about handfuls of characters right exactly exactly
1: so I think think that they'll approach it differently. I don't know how long they'll drag it out, but I'll be very curious to see. I don't know what's going to, I, I don't know. I'll be very curious to see how they how they structure this.
0: It feels like this is a football play. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, they're going to race around here and distract you and, and throw a fake pass there. And then they'll do a lateral fake. And then, you know, in the end, they're going to run it. I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to play with the old man, Rick flash forward, probably for several episodes. They're going to draw that out. We're not going to be able to glean any real tangible information we're going to absorb facts that won't make sense until much later on they'll feel significant but you will never make the connection until it finally does right and then right. The, the whole reason for doing that is so that you forget about the um the may my mercy prevail over my wrath scene they're right. planting a seed in the first episode and they will not revisit that scene until no, the end right. of the season
1: i i i firmly believe that too that's just sort of like planting the seed for for the direction of the season but we're not actually going to get there (laughs) we're not going to get there yet
0: that's like the check engine light coming on in your car for like one drive then not coming up again and you're kind of like oh okay i guess i guess it was nothing (laughs) but like in the back of your head is like i haven't seen that check engine light come on maybe i should be worried and i'm only saying why i'm saying this is because that did happen to me (laughs) so i'm (laughs) kind of like i think i need to service this thing (laughs) i'm not sure okay i'll forget about (laughs) it you know that's thing so the point is don't forget about that because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna come things up. good things may happen probably in the next several because they said like the next four episodes at the very least are going to be action-packed things are going to happen right so you probably will forget about that scene but i think the point is with all the good things that may happen on those in those four episodes yeah. just remember what happened in that one scene and, and just yeah. know that scott gimple will ruin your dreams <sighs> will ruin all your aspirations. He will make you feel the inferior.
1: And Robert Kirkman. I mean, honestly, I will tell you that I have sat and read up to a certain point of the comics, and I've gotten to a point where I'm just like, I get to a point, I read it, and I just want to throw it against the wall and say, fuck this shit. Like, I'm over it. I'm not (laughs) done with this. What's the point? Why? Why am I going to read this and just torture myself? Fine. Yeah, I feel like... (laughs) <laughs> take everybody I love and
0: just take everybody um, I love away from me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. it's like like that electroshock. Um, you, you know that uh, experiment where they where you're behind glass and they they're electrocuting somebody in a chair and no. and you have the option to get them to stop. Oh, they're like, oh, this guy's a bad person. So and then you know you're supposed to shock them. It's that whole thing. And I think Kirkman is just trying to test your limits until you yeah. finally. He wants you to stop reading for yeah. your humanity. Yeah, but like I, as long as you keep reading, the test will go on, and you're all, actually an awful person. And for being a comic fan basically
1: our punishment that's what i get yeah
0: it's an infinite loop because you're reading you're an awful person <laughs> and <laughs> and you'll forever be tortured by him killing off everybody you love when all Pretty you fun. really need to do to break the cycle is just to stop reading <laughs> And he wants you to stop reading. He's rooting for you, really.
1: I've heard similar from George R. Martin, actually. (laughs)
0: Like, I'm just fucking with you guys. Seriously.
1: I've heard many. Then you had to make
0: a show about it. (sighs) Yeah. In a completely fabricated uh, last season. (laughs) So, you know, you're ruining my dream of getting people to read something I want them to stop reading. (laughs) Yeah. On our recording, it's been like two two hours and 17 minutes. I'm hoping I I can cut this down by at least 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It wraps up to a nice, neat two hours, which is still more than anybody's going to want to (laughs) listen to.
1: I have listened to some pretty good podcasts, I will say, that have been... Okay, maybe not two, but maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> this is the
0: first. It's a <laughs> yeah, premiere. Not quite the pre- round number like two. It's the
1: premiere. <laughs> no, but I have
0: two though. It's true.
1: It is the premiere. We've had to establish yeah. ourselves. so
0: Yeah, and I knew this was going to happen too. I knew we would have to get into some intro, to some recap, yes. to like ease the whole. Eights. Because yeah, I mean, it is kind of the idea of new beginnings. We kind of have to take some of the sum total of what the cast has been through, what the show has been through in itself. Like the show is a living thing in a weird way. Yep. And then introduce ourselves. You know how we came about, and I'm sure like more stuff about ourselves will be revealed. Like you know, my love for old white men, or you're <laughs> not love for anybody except for a girls name Carol, which is you. Um,
1: ride
0: or die, that is my <laughs> <not> girl. <good. laughs> ride or die, I love my Carol's bitch. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> I want all the Carol's. Um, yeah. People, say I don't blame
1: People say, "Like, oh, if Daryl dies, we ride." I'm like, "No, if Carol dies, I'm walking off the set and done."
0: <laughs> I'm all about the Carol. Fuck the Daryl. Yeah. Um, daryl was supposed to be dead from the beginning. Like non-existent alive yeah so pretty much so, so with that in mind you've been listening to squawking dead with uh, dave and carol and hope you tune in to the next one which should be sometime next week hopefully we'll make that happen until then carol see
1: you next time
0: yeah peace out
1: okay and cut <laughs> nice